The Worst Podcast Ever can also be listened to on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Links in the description below. Hey everybody, what is going on? It is episode 37 and we are back, finally. It's been a while. I know it always seems like the the time in between every episode gets longer and longer, but you know, like I always say, this isn't my job. I wish it was and life gets in the way sometimes, but I am... I've missed you guys so much. I am glad to be back here behind the mic doing doing what I love to do, and that is talking to you guys and complaining here. We have both cats down here with me today, so there is a good possibility that they will be on the show at some point today. Um, keeping them off the table here has been a little bit of a challenge today. <clears throat> So what has been going on? Man, it is fall. It is fall, my my favorite time of the year. And today and yesterday were the perfect kind of days for me. Low 60s, upper 50s, and rainy. I love that. There's nothing like getting up, having that nice hot cup of coffee, and having it just be shitty outside. I love it. I love it. You know, by by this time of the year, I do so much stuff out in the yard and and where I live, I have such a big yard to take care of. By this by the end of the summer, I'm just done. You know, especially here, it was it was hot. Once it got hot this summer, it was just hot all summer long. Um and even into September, we had some hot weather going into September. I'm glad that that finally broke and we're actually having a fall. My favorite time of the year here in the Midwest. I know it's a little bit different, maybe down south and out west where you don't necessarily have the changing of the seasons, but definitely my favorite time of the year. So it's been a while. There's been a lot of things that have gone on. Some of them I just decided not to cover because it happened so long ago. Um, I, I mean, I've had notes to do another episode for a while, and they keep changing because I'm like, you know, this happened so long ago. Everybody already knows about this stuff. But um, what's been going on with me? So why have I been gone for so long? Well, there's been a lot going on. It got crazy around here for a while. Um the first thing that happened is um, I've worked at the same place for almost 21 years now. And we are a union shop. So, you know, we're we're union. We have a contract negotiation that comes up about every three years. And, you know, me saying this, you probably know where I'm going with this. We went on strike. Never have I ever gone on strike. And actually, this was the first time where where I worked that and it opened up maybe two years before I was born. So like 1976, they had that was around the last time that my union had gone on strike. And out of the clear blue, I didn't know that people were going to be so unsatisfied with with the contract that we had that we were offered and 
I had to go stand out on the picket line for a little while. So there was that. We were doing that for a little while, and then that got resolved. And then uh, things were going on, and after that settled down, my wife and I both got COVID for the second time, which, you know, it had been a year and a half since we had it before, but, I mean, still really sucked. And even after that, when I did have time to do stuff, boy, on the back end of that, we were so tired. And even now, I, I still feel like, you know, my energy levels still aren't up to spec, you know, up to spec here or up to, up to what they normally are. So that's why, like, you haven't seen a lot of stuff on my channel. I've done some streaming and I uh, just started that. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Um, you know, and I, I'd been always planning on doing that, but now more than ever, you know, because that was an easy way to get out some content on my on my channel. So, you know, I really made a push for that. Um, but yeah, uh, and then we went on vacation. So, you know, as soon as we got out of COVID, which was like two weeks before we were leaving on vacation, which I'm super glad that it didn't happen right when we were supposed to go on vacation because the last time we were supposed to go we went well we went to disney world this time the last time we were supposed to go to disney world the morning that we woke up my son woke up with a fever and we and that messed everything up you know obviously not his fault but <laughs> i mean you plan for so long for disney and then you and then you wake up that morning only to find out that no you're not going in that situation, we ended up pushing it back a couple days, ended up getting out of here and, and, and going down there. And then all, then my wife and I got sick while we were down at Disney. So that was the, that was the, the, the time before this time. And so we were hoping to have a much better time down there. This time we were going to stay a little bit longer. Uh, my, my father was going with us. He's part of the, the vacation club down there. So we kind of made, you know, Disney's not really my thing anymore as far as the parks go. Um, but my dad loves Disney. Growing up as a kid, I was very fortunate because, you know, in the 80s and 90s, um, we would go to Disney um, every other year. So my, my parents... We would go on vacation every other year. My parents would spend two years saving up and we'd go and spend two weeks because my dad was a was a teacher and my mom at the time was a stay-at-home mom. So we would they would save up money for two years and then and then we'd spend a week at Daytona Beach at this little and unfortunately it's not there anymore, this little uh hotel motel that had been there forever, right on the beach. We'd spend a week there and then we'd go and spend a week at um, Disney and it was I, I just loved Disney and I I, I I still there is still a big part of myself that love that does love Disney um, my wife and I we had our honeymoon at Disney and that was a really great great honeymoon um, and that was provided by uh, for my father uh, and mother um, uh, because they had just gotten into that vacation club that Disney has. And we were the first ones to actually use it. So that was very nice of them to do that. And now having uh, a son myself, we we wanted to go back to Disney and do it all over again. Disney, Disney World, I should say. Okay, just so we know, we didn't go to Disneyland. We went to Disney World in Florida. 
Disney World is it it it's vastly different than what it was when we used to go before and just when I got married and now that was 17 years ago so there's been some time that's passed but Disney Disney's not a vacation <laughs> and if you've been there you know exactly what I'm talking about Disney is fantastic and absolutely positively exhausting and super expensive Disney is way expensive and I know we've kind of hit on that before when we were talking about their new uh, Star Cruiser, Star Wars Star Cruiser uh, stay, that whole two-day event, you know, that was for a family of four, like $6,000 or something like that. Now, we don't have a family of four. It's just the three of us. I only have one one, one child, but, um, man, it's expensive. It, it, and I knew it last time when we went because we kind of split the cost up between my dad and us this time um, because he already had that vacation club, so that kind of softened the blow some. But, you know, we paid for the whole thing last time, and boy, oh boy, does it get expensive. And it's more expensive now. There are a lot of things there that are new that we hadn't gone on that are amazing. Finally uh, got onto that Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which was absolutely phenomenal. We didn't go on it last time because it didn't open up officially until about two weeks after we were there last time. So it wasn't even ready to go yet. Um, that thing, rise. if you don't know what Rise of the Resistance is, you go in and you act like you're uh, some uh, like spies trying to get to the resistance, the new resistance against the first order. And you get in a ship. And as you get in this ship, it, it gets, uh, and, and this is spoiler. So if you don't want to know, if you just want to go and enjoy it without knowing, then, you know, this is where you should probably, you know, skip ahead a little bit. But, uh, so you get in a ship and it gets captured by a Star Destroyer, brought in, and when you get out of this ship, you're actually in the hangar bay of a Star Destroyer, and all of a sudden you have all of these stormtroopers standing there, and you can see out through the force field the other ships and TIE fighters flying by, and then it's just ho this whole ride that you get into. It is absolutely phenomenal. They have another... Uh, ride there uh, where you pilot the Millennium Falcon and it's called Smuggler's Run and that we had been on before still a great ride and you know St Star Tours which has been there forever um, which is is great they actually uh, made uh, different scenarios now for that so where before if you remember Star Tours only had the one show when you would go in there and it would be kind of the 3D interactive um like show where you go in and sit down and you were in a ship. Um, now they have, instead of the one show, they have like six of them. They've, they've, they've added more. So you could go in multiple times and have a different experience, um, you know, in the, in, in that ride. So that was fantastic. And the other ride that was just crazy good. Well, actually, no, there was two other ones. So they have, a a brand new one the guardians of the galaxy which <laughs> that thing is 
balls to the wall, awesome. Now, we had never been on it. And my son's still fairly young, and he's, he, he doesn't necessarily dig on intense rides. He doesn't at all. And neither does my wife. So my my dad and I, we were like, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna go on this ride because you know you have to you have to set up for these lightning lanes to be able to get on these rides, otherwise you're standing in line for a hundred years. And we're gonna talk about that here in a minute too, because I got to get a little bit of complaining. You know, you, you don't think I'm gonna come back and not complain? But so we go on this ride, and we had asked the people there, but like, hey, you know, we both wear glasses. Are we gonna need to take our glasses off? And they're like, no, you, it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And so this was a roller coaster in a building. And it's this whole thing to where you're, this whole storyline where you're with the Guardians of the Galaxy having to go after <clears throat> some things. And, but it's in a building. So, and then as you're going through, there's stuff going on. Well, it doesn't do like loop-to-loops or anything like that. But you know what? As soon as we got on that ride, boom, we were gone. <laughs> and right away, my father and I realized, shit, we, should, we shouldn't be wearing our glasses. And so, I mean, the whole time I'm worrying that, like, I'm going to lose my glasses here. And the thing was just insanely fast and intense and awesome. Um, you know, even though I was worried I was going to lose my glasses, it was still a really good time. And... Um, yeah, and then the other one was we went on Avatar. Now, I know it's been there for a little bit now, but it's another thing. If you've been to Epcot, you know, there's that Soren that where you sit down, like like you're in a glider, and it kind of puts you, raises you up over uh, uh, a 3D, I think it's 3D, 3D uh, uh, movie screen. Well, this is kind of the same way, but it's it's like you're in an avatar, like from the movie, the James Cameron movie, and you're like you're riding one of those banshees, and this thing was crazy. It was intense, and my son did not like it at all, <laughs> and my wife did not like it at all. She uh, she was not feeling all that well on the way out. Thank God that was the last ride of the day and of the trip before we came back but you know all in all it was a really good trip that being said holy cannoli it is expensive disney has always been known to be expensive but this time around like i could not believe like like how crazy it is you used to be able to go down there in the 80s and 90s and you would just get in line you get in line for a ride and you would to stand in line sometimes the lines were really long sometimes they weren't but whatever then came the fast passes where you know you would get so many fast passes for the day and and you were able to um like weeks in advance plan out your fast passes which i wasn't a big fan of because it really if you didn't get the rides that you wanted early enough you were screwed you would have to go in the standby line, the regular line, and because there were so many people coming in with their fast passes, you were in that standby line forever. And that was our experience the last time we were there. Now this time is a little bit different. They got rid of like the, the technically fast passes 
And now you have to sign up for something called Genie Plus. And Genie Plus costs money. So every day I would have to sign in the morning, I would have to sign up for this. And it's $15 per ticket per day. And that's just to be able to try and get uh, a fast pass, which they now call lightning lanes. So that doesn't even mean that I was going to get fast passes. That just means, which I did. I, I was always able to get fast passes, but you had to pay every day extra for on each ticket for each person to be able to even have the opportunity to get these fast passes. And then for the more, uh, the more popular ride, like rise of the resistance for, uh, you know, Avatar and the Guardians rides, you couldn't just get a regular lightning lane. You had to get an individual one and you had to purchase that. And that was on top of the, the genie. You had to buy the genie plus 15 bucks per person. And then you had to buy a lightning lane for each person for that ride. So it'd be like another 12 bucks per person, which is absolutely banana balls so like like <laughs> i don't know you would think that that would deter people from going but we were there and those places were packed every single one of the uh every single one of the uh um amusement parks you know because they got four you know they have epcot magic kingdom the hollywood studios and animal kingdom all of them were packed so you know it's obviously it's not affecting people but boy i mean we had a good time don't get me wrong but i yeah it is it was exhausting and then i had to come back to work i didn't have a day in between so i had to come right back to work and this is my first day off and i i'm just i'm just I've already taken a nap today, <laughs> which naps are great. You know, Disney, the attractions are phenomenal. Um, what I suggest going, I don't know. I don't know. You have to, you have to really be one of those people that's okay with, with number one, not having a problem with paying a lot, a lot and not having a problem spending your vacation, not relaxing. Because we did have a day where we did relax and didn't go to any parks. But, I mean, those four days that we were in the parks was a lot of moving. I mean, I was I was around 20,000 steps every day. And, you know, if you have small children or whatever, I see people there with, like, four kids, three or four kids. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I mean, that's just keeping everybody together and getting to the places that you have to go is is would be definitely a challenge so i don't know i don't know that i will ever go back but it was fun and then then we went to the they have at the halloween time and so in october they'll have you can buy an additional ticket and and at night you go back into the magic kingdom you know and all the regular people that had just regular tickets after they leave then you come back in and they have all this halloween stuff and we got dressed up my son got dressed up i did my wife in her in our halloween costumes and they have a parade and they have a show for like the the sam was it the samson sisters or whatever from hocus pocus they have a whole whole big show with all the with all the villains and and then in a parade and and it's 
it's really cool. That is really cool. And we've done it. We did it the last time we were there. It is such a cool thing walking around. Everybody's dressed up and, you know, playing all this scary music. And then you go into the Haunted Mansion and they had extra, you know, spookiness going on over there. It was really cool. And actually, you know, I'm going to put right up here, 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 here. I'm going to put a, a picture of what the, uh, of first of all, of what I look like dressed up and then what the uh, Haunted Mansion looked like because they added a little bit of extra uh, some fog and lights and it looked really, really cool. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. And then, um, and then I started streaming. Um, something that I'd wanted to do for a while and I'd kind of messed around with um, trying to get it going on myself uh, before and and nothing really came together and finally I just when I started really getting serious about it I had to, I had to call uh, actually get a hold of cap Captain algebra and and have him kind of walk me through it a little bit on, on the stuff that I needed and once I talked to him it was fairly easy to get to where I needed to go I mean the last stream I did um, the sound was off it was way too high um, I didn't even notice until after the stream when I went back to, to 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 watch a little bit and I was like oh shit I'm like no one said anything so uh, if you guys are ever in my streams they're they're gonna be every other Friday uh, so it won't be this Friday it'll be the Friday after um, and it's gonna be they're called Friday night hangout so if you're ever in there watching any of my streams and the sounds not quite right or whatever just let me know because I'm still just kind of getting a feeling for the stream you know I just want to make sure that you know you guys are having you know the best possible quality that I can give not that I give out quality product here but you know I try to keep it from totally sucking and maybe just mildly sucking so anyway um yeah so that is <laughs> that's pretty much uh what's been going on a, a lot of stuff but we're we're back here and hopefully we're gonna we're gonna keep a more a more uh you know regular schedule guys um just a short thing here uh that i wanted to cover a little bit that's more of a uh i i'm, I'm really excited about it is that a game that i i've I've always looked at at getting into, but never have because it looks like one of those games where any of my free time that I have that I, I, I used to do this is just going to be sucked up by this game, and that is called No Man's Sky. And it's been out for a while, but now it's out on the Switch, and I'm so excited about that because I love the Switch. I could have gotten No Man's Sky on my Xbox One, um, and I've I've toyed with it here and there, uh, but now that it's on 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 the Switch, I'm really really I'm, I'm, well. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. You know, I was gonna say I'm really thinking about getting it, but let's not kid ourselves. I'm gonna get it, and um, yeah, it's about time. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, I know it's a small company or whatever. I just, I haven't read any of it, uh, like reviews or anybody's thoughts on on how it runs on the Switch. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, when those things were made originally for these other consoles that are more powerful, um, 
sometimes um, it doesn't translate that well to the Switch because the Switch is not all that powerful. But, um, yeah, that was just a side thing. I guess there's really nothing else I wanted to say about that. It's just the fact that, you know, I really, really enjoy uh, the fact that that they brought it to the Switch finally. And, you know, now I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm still heavy in the Minecraft and I'm still now I'm going to have this. And if this is really good, then... uh, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to find the time. What am I going to do? First world problems, people. So we we talked about this uh, a while back, that there's going to be a Super Mario Brothers movie coming out. And no, it's not going to be a live action like like the one in the 90s. And and, and thank God, because, you know, maybe that, that really is the way to go. You know, Sonic... Sonic worked as live action, but, you know, Sonic and Mario are kind of apples and oranges there or maybe more even apples pineapple here i don't know you know what i'm saying anyhow um but it's going to be animated and one of the things that you know they do in in a lot of these animated features now all these studios is they get you know they they just don't get voice actors i mean they do but a lot of times they get you know well-known people well-known actors movie stars to voice and the whole thing with this movie is that mario was going to be voiced by chris pratt you know star lord and you know i know that a lot is it chris pratt chris pratt right did i get that right chris pratt right okay because i was like i was like wasn't uh chris evans but that was that was Buzz Lightyear. So sorry, got a little confused there. Well, by the way, Buzz Lightyear was very good. Um, I thought. Anyway, so Chris Pratt, you know, was voicing this, and people were like, I don't know about this, you know, and this and that, and people are going back and forth. But like, well, you know, you can't have the, you know, it's a me of Mario. I mean, for like an hour forty-five. I mean, you're gonna shoot yourself in the head. And so finally, the first trailer dropped. I want to say what last week. And, uh, you know, you get about two lines out of Mario and it's, you know, it's Chris Pratt and people are just like, it just sounds like some dude. He just sounds like some dude. And I'm this, first of all, I was like, well, you barely heard anything. You know, you, you barely heard anything. And the second thing is, is like, well, what is he supposed to sound like? People are like, well, he doesn't have an accent. Okay. But, you know, if you decided to go that route, that could really just make it bad. You know, it's like, let's let's hold up here. Let's wait and see, you know, of they, when they put out the, the other trailer and think you don't know. And look, I'm the first one that likes to jump on things if I don't think they're going to be good. You know, I will jump on it and I will be like, what the hell is this? But at the same time, too, I always try to be careful and not do that and and wait and see. And, you know, there's one thing that people kind of miss here with this movie. And this is why I I, and I'm I'm really excited for this movie. I think it's going to be from the trailer. It looks like it's going to be a very cute, you know, decent movie. But what people don't understand here is, and when if you watch the trailer, 
it this is what I took away from it. This is going to be a kids movie. It's a kids movie. Okay. I mean, once you watch the trailer, it's very cute with Bowser and the interaction he has with some of the other characters in there. It's very cute. And it's in right then and there. I was like, oh, it's a kid's movie. This is something that I'm going to take my son to go see. It's a kid's movie. It's not live action. It's not like Sonic. Sonic was a kid's movie. But, you know, Sonic kind of was a little bit, you know, more for an older crowd. But this, this is going to be this is going to be a kid's movie. And, and there in itself is, is like, okay, well, then the voice shouldn't be that big of a deal. Let's not judge this as it's going to be like a full-fledged, serious, what is going on here? We got, we got an ad behind me here. <laughs> I run a screensaver on my other on my other uh, TV back here, and it's through YouTube, and evidently uh, it just ran a uh, ad, so that's nice. Anywho, I, I don't know what it was for. I think it was like H&M, aren't they? Like a department store for women, I think. I don't know. Um. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so, I mean, they didn't really show us too much. It looks great. It look, To me, it looks great, and it's going to be a kid's movie. So, I'm just going to send this out to the ether. This is coming from a guy who loves to complain. I'm going to tell you, guys, don't complain. Just hold up. Everybody take a deep breath and realize two things. We barely seen anything. We barely heard anything from Chris Pratt. Okay? We don't know. We It, 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 it was barely... A, we barely were seen enough to get a feeling. Okay? We just barely enough to get a feeling. And two, this is going to be a kid's movie. It's going to be a kid's movie. So if you're older, if you're like maybe my age, it may not necessarily be for us. Now, because we're fans of the retro gaming community and all that, you know, we're definitely interested in it. And we really hope that it's going to be good. But you know, I would ask that you don't judge it on the fact that, you know, hey, like it was going to be like a live action serious movie. This is going to be a kid's movie. I think it's going to be a little bit lighter of a fare as far as the content goes. And I'm totally cool with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, they could have gone for something that's more serious, something that's more live action. And we know how that can turn out. Not very well. And I think this is, I think with Mario, this is the way to go, you know? And, you know, you could say, well, it worked for Sonic. Why can't it work for Mario? Well, there's, there's reasons. It's a, it's a different dynamic between, like I said, apples and pineapples, you know? So, you know, there's that, I, I, there's not really too much to say about it other than the fact that, you know, hey, this came out. It looks cute. I'm looking forward to going and seeing it. I know my son's looking uh, forward to go and seeing it. I, I, I think it's going to be a good, good time to take your kids to and go and see. And I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, the next trailer that they draw for it. So, yeah. So we're just have to keep an eye on things and, and, and see how it goes. So, Hey, I, uh, I, uh, follow Kotaku, um, they, the gaming, uh, magazine or, you know, editorials on my Facebook feed 
And, uh, you know, every once in a while, I mean, and I know they talk a lot, a lot of stuff that I, I, I myself aren't interested in, in the gaming world and don't have any knowledge of, and that's fine, whatever. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there and not everything's for me, God knows. Um, but one of the things that, you know, we've talked about here and that they covered is this article on Valve's Steam Deck. And if you don't remember what the Steam Deck is, uh, you know, quickly, it's a handheld uh, that looks reminiscent of the Switch, bigger than the Switch, but it's more of a PC-based handheld that's more powerful that's supposed to be able to play PC games through Steam. Well, obviously, you know, basically what you're holding there is a handheld computer and naturally the progressions are, you know, your people are going to take that and play other things on there more than what was originally intended. And, you know, which is is fine. I don't think that the people that developed the Steam Deck uh, were against that. I think, you know, their main thing was to play, you know, more modern PC games through Steam on the Steam Deck. But, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. You know, the minute something like this comes out, you know, people are working on it, on hacking it and being able to do load emulators and this and that. And that's exactly what happened here. And I guess what, what, uh, well, what the article reads, it says, it says the Valve, Valve shows Switch emulator and Steam Deck video. And that's, that's, like I said, that's off of Kotaku there. Um, and well, first of all, I didn't even know that there was a Switch emulator. Um, the, the Yuzu, Y-U-Z-U Switch emulator. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Probably not, but which just hearing that it's great because I love the switch to know that there's a switch emulator out there. That's fantastic. I didn't know that. That's great. Um, you know, I do a little bit of emulation myself on older, older stuff, but it's still, I I'm still a big fan of emulation. I think it's a very good thing for the community. Um, and you know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, it's just funny because it's Nintendo and it's a current console and you know how Nintendo gets. Nintendo doesn't necessarily like them, like people messing with their properties, you know? And the one thing that I do know is, is when you have a situation like this, you know, where you can, it's like, you know, I'm always of the mind, you know, the gamers out there and the people that do emulation, if they can, they will. And if they can emulate this on the Steam Deck, they're going to. And as it turns out, they they are. And what the article is about, basically, is they made an official uh, Valve, the people that make Steam Deck, made an official um, like video on their website. And one of the snapshots of the front of the, the screenshot of the whichever person that works at valve their their steam deck had the emulator had a picture of the emulator for nintendo now and of course it was only on there for a brief second but of course you know the internet caught that and ran with it and you know of course valve took that took that video down and replaced replaced the uh the you know, slide of the emulator or whatever the picture of the emulator on on the Steam Deck was something else. But you know, I mean, it was already out there. As soon as people see that, it's too late. 
And, you know, as of reading this article, we haven't heard anything from Nintendo. And it's going to be weird to see, to see how they handle this. I kind of feel that they're not going to do anything because it was just very, a very nonchalant, very, I wouldn't say them pushing. It wasn't like, it wasn't like Valve was pushing the emulator or wasn't, you know, endorsing it. But, you know, I mean, at the same time too, you know, Nintendo doesn't necessarily sit idly by on stuff like this. And I, I and I get it. I get it. You know, it's, you don't want your stuff pirated. You don't want, you know, basically a, another handheld that in a way is your competition being able to play your games. You know, that would be like, you know, this switch being able to play Xbox games or whatever. I know that's, you know, another apples to oranges thing there, but you know, so, and Nintendo's always big, especially on emulation on ROMs getting out there. You know, I mean, we've seen in the past, we've covered it in the past, how Nintendo just, you know, will steamroll over people and they will come at them with a billion lawyers and you know, Nintendo wins because they are a giant corporation. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where this goes. Um, the, the one thing that I was thinking though, you know, is with the steam deck being able to play, uh, these switch games. And now from what I've heard, you know, this emulator is able to play them at a high, the games at a higher resolution, higher frame rate. So basically it's playing the games better than the switch at a higher quality. And my thing is, could this also be a little bit of a symptom of the fact that Nintendo hasn't come out with a beefier Switch? They never did. I mean, we thought they were going to come out with a more powerful Switch, and they came out with, what was it, the Switch Lite or whatever that was, that was just the handheld version. And then, and then we thought they were going to come out with a beefier one again, a more powerful one again, and then we, we got the OLED, you know, Switch, which wasn't really that more powerful it was just a better better screen for the people that played in handheld it was a little bit bigger of a system so you know is this a little bit i do find it a little bit funny that you know people are playing these games on another system that's more powerful and that system's possibly playing the games a little bit better than what the Switch is playing. It's like, well, you know, guys, maybe you should have just, instead of coming out with that light, which made no sense to me, it, it's still, every time I see that, I'm like, that's so dumb. Because it's like, it's already a handheld. Why would you take away the fact to be able to plug it in and play it on your TV? I don't understand why, why, why take that away? I mean, I, I don't understand why they had to do that. They, you know, they came out with the Switch and, and got rid of any of the, you know, the DS or the 3DS. They said, no, we're not going to have that. We, we have this, we have the switch. Why would we need to do that? And then they turned around and they came out with a dedicated handheld, which, which, you know, they, you just got done for the last three, four years telling us, well, we don't need a dedicated handheld. And then you came out with a dedicated handheld of the same system that you already have, which I don't know, whatever. I mean, 
in the big scheme of things, I guess it doesn't really matter. But, you know, look, this is out there. This is going to happen. So my guess is, you know, um, I don't think Nintendo's really going to bring the hammer down because I don't think Steam or I don't think Valve is making any money off of that. It was just a, a mistake. Somebody had it on the, the the screen capture by mistake. They're not promoting it anyway. Um, because what are you going to do? It's already out there. Look, man, I mean, look, they came down hard on all these websites that have the ROMs. The ROMs are already out there. This is the name of the game. Is it illegal? Is it, is it, is it, you know, wrong to do? Yeah, probably, you know, that's why, you know, I'm a little bit not as with the switch emulation right now, because it's a, it's a current system as I am for like the older stuff, like, you know, the regular NES and the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, all that stuff, you know, because it's like, look, I don't have a problem with people downloading the ROMs and, and emulating them because, you know, especially with Nintendo, because the one problem that I have with Nintendo is, is their ability to, to limit your access to certain hardware, to certain games. They do, they do this all the time to the customers here. And then they turn around and say, you know, you're not paying us to use these realms. Well, it's like, okay, well, listen, pal, you're also the same dumbasses that didn't make that many, you know, mini NESs or NES classics and everybody was trying to get their hands on them. And then you were just like, no, nope, that's all we're going to do. And it's like, why did you do that? And, it, and you know, this is just me bitching about something I've already bitched about on this channel, but you know, so if, you know, basically what I'm saying is if Nintendo has a problem with this, go pack sand because really, I mean, I love your system, but you know, let's not kid ourselves. You guys can be jackasses when it comes to, you know, dealing with what's best for your fans and for you because the people are willing to pay for it everyone's willing to pay for this stuff but you know like if people have been clamoring for a more powerful switch why didn't you come out with it now people that got the steam deck are putting it on the steam deck don't feel so sorry for you guys so anywho this is me bitching hey hey we're <laughs> I came back the same man I left. I, uh, I started this channel with like a, I think it was like a top 20 list or whatever of the best video games. I, I'm such a sucker, you know, because lists are so like top, whatever lists are so, you know, subjective, you know, I mean, they don't mean anything, but it's fun to look at them and talk about them. You know, what my opinion is and what they have here. And this is something, this is something from a while ago. Like when I was planning my new episode before, like my life just got turned upside down for a little bit. <clears throat> and I, I still wanted to come back to it because, uh, it's very interesting. Um, and it's not video games, it's movies here. IGN had something where it was Christopher Nolan's movies, like his top, like, well, they have here 11 movies. I don't know how many movies that he has. And it was really interesting. Now, a lot of the, some of the, there's like, I think three of them on the list that I have not seen. So I can't really talk about them much, but the rest of them I have seen. And, you know, the one thing with Christopher Nolan is he is definitely one of the best movie directors, uh, one of the best, you know, um, 
I don't know if you call artists, but you know, just makers of movies. He's he's one of the top guys out there. Not everything he makes, you know, all the time is is great, but he's made some huge huge great awesome movies and some franchises that are just fantastic so i figured let's go through this list he's it's the like the top 11 and uh, according to them how did they put it though they put it a different way i don't remember but it was it was just like let's let's talk about these 11 movies that christopher nolan made and and put them uh you know one through 11 um obviously we're gonna talk with 11 because you gotta keep the you know you gotta keep the suspense what's gonna be number one but um so let's go through this list i i loved <laughs> i love doing these lists here so uh number 11 is is the following i don't know that i've seen this movie i really don't at first i'm like oh yeah i've seen it i'm like but i'm like no 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 no. that's the happening with marky mark and that's that's not nolan that's m night so unfortunately can't talk about that one but it's at number 11 so maybe it's not all that great at number 10 they have uh the dark knight rises and now this was you know in the trilogy of the the batman reboot it was batman begins the dark knight and the dark knight rises i loved the first two i didn't really care for the third one i didn't like where it goes and look let me just say all these movies have been out for a while so I guess spoiler alert here, but you know, I mean, really, if you haven't seen these movies yet and you're mad at me for ruining, like being spoil spoilerly, you know, forget you, man. I mean, you've had plenty of opportunity, but just because I'm a nice guy, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk in depth about probably all these movies. So the Dark Knight Rises, third one that was with Bane, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was always excited to where the Batman franchise under Nolan was going and where I was going to end up. I was, I was really looking forward to Wayne Manor getting rebuilt and seeing the Batcave once he got the Batcave done. And I, we didn't get that. The third one was him just broken down as far as his body goes because of everything that he'd gone through being Batman. The Batcave was basically a big concrete slab that came up out of the water in the Batcave. And I'm not going to say that wasn't cool, but it wasn't really cool. It wasn't like Batman Cave cool. Not, like the one I really enjoyed seeing was like the one that Ben Affleck had in in his Batman, you know, uh, portrayal. And I thought he had a really nice Batcave. That thing was badass. I mean, of course... Michael Keaton's Batcave was the most badass of all, but, and you know, the, the whole thing to where he died or faked his death. And then, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not, I didn't hate it. It just, I don't know. It didn't, it felt more like an action movie than like a Batman movie to me. It didn't really feel like a Batman movie. And, you know, I'm not saying that I hated it, but I'm not really sure that I liked it either. But let me just say this. That being said, it's not a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying, as far as my tastes go, um, I, I didn't really care for it. 
Um, doesn't mean it was it wasn't a good movie. I I believe it was a good movie. It just wasn't my taste. So yeah. So that's number ten. Moving on. <laughs> so number nine is Tenet. <sighs> Where to begin on Tenet? Um. I, I watched Tenant about a year and a half after it had come out. And it was, everyone was in bed one night. It was on HBO Max. I said, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> I think I made it halfway through. This is another one of those movies where I can't say that it was a bad movie. I can't say that it was a good movie. I, I don't know what this movie was. This is, and this is where I don't know that you have to worry about me spoiling anything because I'm not really sure that I understood this movie where there were things in the world, items in the world that were going backwards in time that were really dangerous to people. So like if you got in the way and it just, it would just come through you or something like that. But then there was ways for you to get to a certain point And then you be going backwards in time at the same time things are going forwards in time. I thought I was going to sit down. I got myself a bowl of popcorn and to watch this thing. And dude, you, I'm not that smart of a person. I'm, I'm not, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I, I admit it. I'm, I'm just smart enough to know how dumb I really am. That being said, this took a lot of paying attention. Like, if you were at the movies and you had to get up and take a piss during this movie, when you came back, you'd be fucked. Because there's there's no explaining what just happened. Because it's like, I don't have time to explain because now I'm missing what going forward, where we're at here with things. It was a, I will say it was a very, I still to this day, every time I think of it, it's a neat idea. I don't know that necessarily... A neat this neat idea translated into a good movie. I don't know. I again, I don't know. Like with the Dark Knight, it would, I knew it just wasn't my thing, and I just or the Dark the Dark Knight Rises, it just wasn't my thing. And that's and I I think it was a good movie. This I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a bad movie or a good movie. I didn't care for it. Although. I, I do kind of have the feeling of maybe going into it and trying it again, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, 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 I think I understood what was going on for the most part. Um, I'm pretty sure, but I was just, I, I, it was so much of an effort to keep everything straight. I just, I was just like, I just want to sit down and unplug my mind and watch a, a movie and eat my popcorn. And this is not that movie. So yeah, so they had that at number nine. Number eight is Insomnia. And I know I haven't seen this movie. I'm not sure which movie this is. Is this the one with... Was this the one with Robin Williams? Where he was that... Where he was that serial killer or something? I don't know. I don't know. If it is, I definitely have to check that out. But now, that's number eight. Um, like I said, I haven't seen that movie. Um, number seven, Interstellar. There are the general gist of this movie. I love, I love the feel that they, that they do of this movie as far as, you know, the, the us at the end of our line here and, and, and really at, at the very edge of what we, what's possible for us to do. 
and to go places as far as in space and what we can do if we pull everything together for us to be able to 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 you know save ourselves and just the the to me the feeling that we got out of this of the sheer hopelessness in size and scope of the universe that we live in and just the cold dark reality of how how barren it can be and how just brutal it could be if, if you go out there now that being and and that's the feeling i got from it and it's in a very provocative in, in a certain kind of cold and lonely way um if that makes any sense um but there are things about the movie that I, I do have a problem with. And I think where it loses me, like it loses a lot of people, is at the end with what they were trying to say. And I kind of have an idea of what it was trying to say. Even when I, when I, when I read what other people explain the end, I, I get it. But at the same time, too, it kind of falls apart for me with all that, even if that's what they were going for. Um, and, and, you know, where we were the ones that made, made the, the wormhole for us to go, for us to help ourselves to go find this other planet at the same time too. I was always like, uh, I don't understand why they, if we could do that, why did we send ourselves to a system that has a black hole in it? That's just like the worst thing for us ever. It's like one of the most deadly and powerful things in the universe. And that's where we sent ourselves to. So that I, I did have a problem with, but it, it's, it is a very good movie um, regardless. And it is, it is, I, I really, now that I have kids, I, I when he, when he gets back after that first mission, Matthew McConaughey, and he gets that video. And because of the, the time distortion that you get, where time slows down or no time slows down time speeds up something like that when you're by no it slows down when you're by a black hole but it's going the same speed for everybody else and he comes back and his kids are all grown up when they were still just kids the last time he talked to him or seen a message god it just it's just and then he finally meets his daughter there at the end he's still the same age and she's like 96 it just it, it really does evoke a lot of emotions inside, which is great because, and, and that's why I think I, I really enjoy this movie, even though I do have a problem with the ending and, and some of the, some of the other things that they have in there. Um, it just shows that maybe I don't have as big of a problem with those things and that the, they did everything else in that movie so well, it doesn't matter to me. So yeah. Interstellar number seven. Um, yeah, I think that's right where it should be. Number six, um, and I would have this higher, is Batman Begins. Batman Begins is the first installment of the Nolan Batman universe. It was the reboot, you know, after, I mean, what was the Batman before this? The Batman and Robin, George Clooney and, and uh, was it McConaughey, or not McConaughey, uh, God, what was his name? It was Alicia Silverstone, and then Robin was um, oh, I can't think of his name. You guys, if you guys have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And then Mr. Freeze, Doctor Freeze was, you know, Arnold. He's like, I want you to chill out, and I'm like, oh my 
God, this is the worst movie. It's the only movie I ever walked out of. Just, just gone. And so it had been a handful of years since we had a Batman movie. Excuse me, guys. <coughs> and then you had Nolan came through and took it back to that kind of maybe not as dark and and, 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 and zany as as uh you know the the uh, tim burton one but he but it was still dark it still had that feeling it was more based in reality of like what would happen if you know if someone really did go this route and it was really good christian bale did an excellent job with it you had liam neeson playing um Raz al ghul and he did a great job i mean what doesn't you know uh liam neeson do a good job at and it was just a, a great way to restart that Batman franchise going forward. And that was going to lead into an even better movie in the sequel that we're going to get to later on on this list. So, yeah, Batman Begins. I mean, what else is there else to say? It's a great movie. Oh, and Morgan Freeman's in it. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's a great movie. I love Batman Begins. Number five is Memento. I want to say, I, I I know I haven't seen it. I I don't know. If, if, is this the, I want to say this is the Mayan one, or is that Apocalypto? Either which way, I know I haven't seen this movie, so unfortunately, guys, I'm not going to really be able to talk about this, but that wasn't at number five. Number four, Dunkirk. Now, Dunkirk, I haven't seen all the way through, and I I didn't care for Dunkirk. Not because it wasn't a good movie. It's a good movie. It was very, very well done. Dunkirk's one of those things that I fall into a lot of times with movies when it's historical events. I'm a big documentary guy, and when I watch stuff and I know know a lot about it, a lot of times the movies like this, it, it's kind of an over-dramatization. Did I get that out right? Not going to try again. Of of the the events, you know, and in while it was a good movie, in situations like this, like historical stuff like this, I'm more of a fan of just watching a documentary about this, and especially with World War II stuff, um, with both of my uh, grandparents, my grandfathers being in World War II, I've always been a really big buff of like you know reading about it and watching documentaries about World War II, and I do know about Dunkirk, you know, because basically. What it was is when at the beginning of World War II, when the the Nazi Nazi Germany Hitler invaded France, you had something called the Expeditionary Force at the very beginning, and it was England sent its troops over, France had its troops, and they went and attacked the Germans. Well, it didn't go so well. The Germans were much better prepared and and just in a better place as far as their military goes. Um, because after World War One, a lot of the countries had wound down their military just because, you know, they didn't have the money. They went through a Great Depression, and Germany, as part of its revitalization, was it it wound up its military and unfortunately pushed the France and England known uh, forces, the Expeditionary Force, to the edge of the coast. 
um, in between uh, England and France there right on the English Channel. And it was a big evacuation that happened. All these boats that came from England to pick up these troops that were trapped on the beach um, by the German forces and got them out of there and pretty much probably saved all of Europe in the process and gave them enough breathing room and breathing time for us to join the war and, and, you know, and in time invade Europe again and take it back from the Nazis. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm going a little bit far into it, but I just, it's very fascinating. I I have tremendous amount of respect for the people that lived in that generation because those people were my grandparents and were my great aunts and uncles. I had an uncle, a great uncle that I never got to meet because of the things that he's seen and had to go through over there, drank a little bit too much when he got home. He was a Marine on the beaches over in the Pacific. And, you know, it's when they call it the greatest generation ever, that could probably be, be true. And, 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 you know, when I watch Dunkirk, it, while it is a, it is a good movie, it is a good movie, but it's just like with this stuff, I'm more of a documentary guy. So, but where they have it here, number four, as far as, you know, yeah, probably, you know, uh, I, I didn't watch the whole movie, but yeah, I would say so. Okay. Number three, Inception. I, I love this movie. And unfortunately, like, this is one of those movies where I don't think it's never going to be as good as the first time. And you could say that about almost everything. But this is one of those things where it was such an original idea that, you know, and kind of the same way with Tenet. But this one was a little bit more, you're able to wrap your mind around it a little bit better. But it was, again, one of those movies that you, you had to pay attention. You know, you get up to go to the bathroom, you come back, and you're, you could be lost, um, it is a very good idea. Leonardo DiCaprio was absolutely phenomenal in it. <clears throat> dreams within dreams and a waking dream to where you guys were, where they can affect the other people around there. And the time that you're in there, it moves a lot, uh, faster than what the time outside uh, of the dream in the real world, but you know, you can go into, a, you can dream, go into that dream and then go into a dream in that dream. It's just, I know it sounds so weird when you try to explain it, but it's such a great movie. And at the end, not knowing if he really is dreaming or not, I don't think he was, I don't think he was dreaming at the end there. And if you've watched the movie, you know what I'm getting at. I think he was awake, but it was, it's a great movie. And that's another one of those movies. Like if I'm flipping around the channels and it's on, I, no matter where it's at in the movie, I'm, I'm watching the rest of it. You know, I love it. It's really good. Really good. Number two, and this, this is a fantastic, fantastic movie. And that's the prestige. And that's another Christian Bale, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, um, uh, Hugh Jackman movie, um, where they are, I think Michael Caine's in it too. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, and they are magicians, uh, back in the day, I think it's the early 1900s and them 
performing and and uh, you know there's a dynamic between both of them christian bale and hugh jackman and then they have a falling out and but then there's also uh you know uh kind of a supernatural thing going on here and they have a great portrayal of tesla um i I don't know what tesla's first name is but like you know pretty much thomas edison's you know, main competitor, and he's played by uh, David Bowie, and it he does such a great job in in that part. And I, you know, it's just in any time David Bowie was in a movie, I, I he you could do no wrong. And the whole thing was Tesla had made this contraption for. Well, you wind it back. What had happened was there was I think I think it was Christian Bale's. Um, was it his wife? His wife was one of the people, one of the women that, you know, one of the assistants on there and she ended up dying in a trick that Hugh Jackman had done, even though they told him not to do it that way. And I think she drowned or something. And so that's where the falling out was. And then Tesla, they went their own way. And then Tesla made this machine for Hugh Jackman, which pretty much duplicated him or anything that was in it. And here he had this whole disappearing act and then he'd appear somewhere else. And it in fact was, was him being duplicated. But every time he would duplicate himself, there'd be a trap door there and it would fall into this, this box, this water and drown himself. But it was his duplicate. It was, it's, it's so weird and you don't realize it until the end. And I'm kind of wishing I hadn't told you guys this because if you haven't seen this movie, it's a very, very good movie. It's a little bit on the long side, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> but at the time this movie came out, there was a second movie that had come out around the same time, too. One with Edward Norton being a magician, and that's called The Illusionist. Now, that is, I don't think that as far as, as, as far as like, you know, making a movie was as good, but that's, I like it better. There's just, because there's a little bit more of a love story in that, and it kind of, kind of makes you more involved in the way they do it. And I think, uh, who else is in it? That Paul Giovanni and uh, the main bad guy. Oh, you got, you know, we got uh, Mrs. Uh, Justin Timberlake in it. Uh, Jessica Biel. <laughs> Chef's kiss to, to uh, that lady. <laughs> but uh, anyway, these two movies came out relatively close in, in, in time. And they're both great movies, both you know about magicians and magic and just if you get a chance to see either one they're really good okay so now we come to number one and this is right on and yeah you all guessed it it's the dark knight the second installment of batman in the nolan universe this is the one that 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 uh um now i'm uh heath ledger played the joker and and by the in unfortunately and tragically he took his own life before the movie came out which made it even more tragic when he just he played him he played the joker so well and look i'm a fan of jack jack was one of the best jokers ever but i'm sorry heath ledger is by far the best joker in my in my opinion i mean uh, you know teach their own but 
the way he played him was just so fantastic and and just just so deep the the reasons why he would do something or his his very nature of why why he is the way he is was just fantastic and that's just the villain and then you had Christian Bale playing a really really great Batman and the whole thing just came together and I remember how epic this thing was when it came out I mean everybody was talking about it I remember I bought a bootleg of it before it actually came out on DVD because I just couldn't wait. I'd already seen it like three times at the movies and I'm like, I bought this bootleg and it was like, it was like a review copy that they give, you know, um, uh, movie critics. And it was the only time I've ever done that for any movie. And it was just one of the best movies uh, as far as a Batman. I, I still say this might be the best Batman movie ever made, you know, and you know, that one that, that just came out, um, the Batman with, uh, uh, you know, who's that twilight boy. I can't, I <laughs> twilight boy. I can't think of his name. Yeah. You, you guys know who I'm talking about. The, the guy from twilight. That was a really good, that was good. And I liked it. It was good. But it, it wasn't great, at least for me. I thought that, you know, by far, you know, when I walked out of there, because a lot of people were talking like, oh, the Batman. The Batman's just, this is great. This is one of the best Batmans ever. And when I walked out of there, I said, you know, that was good. But it's not the Dark Knight. And I think the Dark Knight going forward is going to be, you know, no matter what other Batman out there movie there is, is going to be the one that everybody judges Batman movies going forward. And unfortunately, we've never gotten the, the, a Batman uh, movie from Ben Affleck. And for what it's worth, I think that Ben Affleck is the best Batman. And I know people out there, are, their minds are just like, what? Yeah, I think he was the best Batman. And when I heard that they were going to make Ben Affleck Batman, I was like, you guys are crazy. And then I saw the movie and I'm like, dude, he's great. I want to see that movie. I want to see him brutal with just bringing down some brutal justice in Gotham. And unfortunately, you know, little Ben likes to drinky drinky a little bit too much and too often. And we didn't, we didn't get the, we didn't get that movie, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. It was, it, it, you know, the dark Knight is probably the best movie um, as far as any Batman out there. Um, and that's my opinion, but yeah, th th that's, uh, you know, one through 11. So what do you think? Do you think that's, that's pretty fair where all those movies are? I mean, you know, there's like two or three of them that I wasn't familiar with. Um, but you know, Nolan, Nolan knows what he's doing. Okay. If he makes a bad movie, his worst movie is probably a good movie. <laughs> you know, I don't think he makes anything that's, that's, that's like a real bomb, so um, which is good. So usually, if I see his name on 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 something, I'm like probably gonna see that movie. So, well, I know we're running uh, a little a little long here, but um, I just wanted to talk about um, Andor. 
Star Wars Andor that has come out on Disney Plus. And now, today, the fifth episode uh, has come out, and I think we got 12 episodes. So we still got, you know, um, we still got about seven more episodes to go, which is great. I love that. Um, and, you know, I, I said my piece about Kenobi. I, I got a lot of people talking about how they weren't, you know, they disagreed with my take on Kenobi, which is fine, you know, to each their own. I get it. I get it. And, and a lot of those people were asking me, hey, man, you know, what did you think of Andor? You know, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be straight up. And you know I'm a Star Wars fan. And, and you know, and it is what it is. I'm a big fan of the old school stuff. I'll be honest with you. I fucking love Andor. <laughs> I absolutely love this show so far. The first five episodes. God, they're doing it so good. And this, and it's a prequel. Who knew? You know, I'm not all that big of a fan of prequels because you know, a lot of times where this is going to end. I mean, we know where Cassian Andor is going to end up. He dies on the uh, the beach there with Jin Erso uh, from uh, in Rogue One, and in that alone, the fact that they did that in Rogue One makes watching him become the freedom fighter in the resistance, watching him become that even more powerful that they didn't let him live in that. And I, even before, long before Andor was even knew about this, when I had watched Rogue One, a lot of people I know had problems with them killing those characters. I love the fact at the end, it brought so much power to the end of that. And then this showing the sacrifice that these guys and these women went through to give up their lives just so others may live and, 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 and to know that the fight was bigger than them. And that's what this show is. It's a spy thriller. It's a heist. It's unclear you know, where people's allegiances are because, you know, in the, in, in, in the original, in the original, uh, trilogy, you know, it was very white and black, you know, good against evil. And there was no gray. It was just, you know, the rebels were the good guys. They were the, the, the guys in white and the empires were the guys in black. And, and here you, you know, you got into rogue one and it's just, you know, people fighting a resistance. When you fight a resistance, you're not fighting a clean war. You're doing whatever you can to bring the other side down. And you've seen that in Rogue One. You're seeing that in Andor. And I, I just, I just love that. Why people are here? Why people are doing it? What are your motives? You know, why should I be doing this? You know, and seeing the the beginnings of what later on becomes the rebellion. I, I fucking love this show. I'm so happy they're making this show. And I love the fact that it's going to be 12 episodes instead of like this six or eight episode bullshit. And I love the fact that these episodes are so long. Because right now we're watching She-Hulk and She-Hulk is so short. It's like... Hey, I'm She-Hulk. Roll credits. It's like, <laughs> what? I love 
and or. I love the fact that the, that the episodes are, are longer episodes. So being the fact that it is still going on, I just wanted to, I don't want to get into it too much because, you know, I, you know maybe a lot of people that are going to listen to this, <laughs> a lot of people, like a lot of people listen to this, but on the off fact that the few people that do listen to it that aren't caught up on what's going on in there, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give any specifics here. I just wanted to say how much I love this show. I know a lot of people think that I just want, I'm here just to dump on new star Wars stuff. I'm not, I'm just here to be real. If it's, I, 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 I don't give good credit to stuff. That's just okay. If you make something that's good, I'm going to say this is really good. If you make something that's just okay, I'm going to say it's just okay. I get it. It's star Wars. I love star Wars, but that doesn't give new shows, new movies, a pass just because I'm a fan. I don't know. I mean, to each their own, you know, I'm, if, if there are people out there that like the other stuff, that's cool too. That's good. I mean, I'm glad for you. I mean, I wish that was me, but that's not me. And, or if you're not on that train yet, there's five episodes in already get on that train. And if you're one of those people that's just like, I'm going to wait until it's all the way through and then I'm going to go through the whole thing. I understand that. I see where you're coming from, but damn, man, that's a while away. I mean, are you going to be able to hold out? It's really good, guys. It's so good. Well, all right. That's about where we're going to we're going to leave it here. Um, God, I, I was really worried I wasn't going to have anything to talk about. I mean, I haven't been doing this for like over a month here. Like, like there was nothing that happened in between now and then to talk about. Um, but it was good. It's good being back on here. God, I'm just, I just, I've just been like, I got to get down there. I got to, I got to, I got to put out an episode. I got stuff to talk about. I got stuff to complain about. <laughs> and as you can imagine, my wife is tired of hearing it from me. So she's like, go talk to somebody else. I'm like, but everybody else I know doesn't want to hear it either. So, <laughs> so I'll just go and record it and put it out on the internet so y'all can enjoy yourselves. So, all right, guys. Well, that just about does it for this time. I'm so glad that you were here hanging out, talking about all the stuff that we like to nerd out about. God knows that's what gets me through my days. But I love you guys all. I love you guys. I love all of you guys. Boy, oh boy, it's time to go get another cup of coffee. I love all of you guys. I hope you have a great day. And until next time, good night and goodbye. Sir? Sir, are you okay? Are you threatening me? I am Cornholio.